1: Why? Because people like you love it. Janine from Brook told us that getting the king-size mattress for the price of a queen was excellent. So for a limited time, we've dropped the price of a king to a queen and the price of a queen to a twin. So you can enjoy incredible savings across America's best-selling brands, up to $600. But this sale won't last long, so hurry in today. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply, valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com.
2: Welcome to the Managing Madrid Podcast. This is your host, Kian Sobani. Before we get underway, um, discussing the whole Ronaldo fiasco with Adam Digby of B in Sports, um, we we have news now that Alvaro Odriozola is now officially a Real Madrid player. So, quick thoughts on him. I think, in a way, this doesn't catch us off guard at all. It's not like we're not prepared for this, and we've been talking about him for a while. Uh, Phil Ball, low-key, on, on the Managing Madrid Podcast, uh, just... I guess two weeks ago or so came on, and he low-key just dropped the bomb that Odrio Zola is only a amateur player, and and uh, we didn't discuss it much, but we trusted him. He's a Real Sociedad fan. He knows Odrio Zola well enough. They go to the same pub or whatever. Um, locally, they don't live far from each other, and um, and he he just knew this day was coming, and I think we all we all felt it was coming. There was a lot of reports. Lopetegui is close with him. So my quick thoughts on this: it's a good signing. Um, here are the concerns that people have, with which which I'm I'm not concerned. about. one is what happens to Atraf? I think the answer is I'm okay, I'm okay with stockpiling basically Atraf and Aldriozola in one team because we're not gonna have them in the same the same squad at the same time. The elephant in the room with Atraf was always that his contract was over on July first, and no one talked about it. We still have no word of a contract renewal. But all reports now point that he will go on loan, possibly two years, possibly to Borussia Dortmund. I think that's a good move. So in two years of experience there, and Dortmund are by the way they're thin at that position. So I think I'll get plenty of playing time. In two years, you basically have a crossroads where you assess certain things. One, who's better. Um, two, who is, are both enough? I guess good enough to keep around. Does does it fit stylistically? um to ha- does it make sense to have both in the squad in a in, in a club that you know you always want to be too deep with world-class positions uh and or if one of them just blows you uh away and the other one is is too good to be a backup you just basically cross that bridge when you get there and you choose the better one i mean i think it's that simple it's a low-risk move we can talk about 40 million in the grand scheme of things it's a good signing You basically have now the entire under-21 core, the one that was so good in in your squad now, Odrio Zola, Marcos Llorente, Dani Ceballos, Jesus Vallejo, Marco Asensio. The other part of the spine was Saul, who obviously you don't have. You can talk about Borja Mayoral, but one, I don't think he was part of the spine necessarily, and two, he's probably not here next season. Uh, One thing I'll say about Odrio Zola is that I found it fascinating last season just watching him with Sociedad that as a right back he would completely just dictate everything Sociedad were doing offensively to the point where Sociedad would actually look for him in the right back slot and get the ball to him and just let him do things, roast people on the flank, get past them, put crosses in, cutbacks, whatever. One knock I have on him is that he is very quick but defensively he's, he needs to improve Uh, I think you're going to have a situation where if he's playing regularly for Real Madrid next season, which I think he will because a Carvajal hasn't been in good form. And even if he's in good form, he'll need rest. He'll have injuries. There'll be suspensions. So I think Odriozola will play a lot. There were plenty of times last season where Zidane would have to choose between, between Atraf or Nacho. Um, And there were definitely games where he didn't trust Atraf enough and he had to put Nacho in there. And, there were certain games where I thought, you know, that Atraff played, that maybe he was a bit out of his depth. He did okay defensively. I thought his defensive IQ was good. Um, offensively, he struggled. And I think if you want really just kind of to know what you're getting offensively uh, and get a player who can actually punish teams for sending their wing wingers high up the field, then Odrezola is a great option. Um, but if he's playing, you're going to have basically him and Marcelo on two flanks, and Real Madrid didn't have the best coverage for either Carvajal or Marcel last season. So I think that's something we'll have to figure out. And Lopetegui is not Zidane, but also Spain struggled with counterattacks um, in the lead-up to the World Cup, not just in the World Cup when was there, That's a question mark I would have. Uh, but all in all, I think it's a good signing. We aren't too surprised about it, and I think we're excited about it. So, yeah, I mean, that that's basically... Those are my thoughts on Odrisola. I will have something about him written in on managing madrid probably tomorrow i have a lot on my plate writing a big story about rodrigo which will go up after the world cup this ronaldo stuff and now now odriozola so there's a lot going on world cup again resumes tomorrow so we'll we're, tr- we're trying our best the squad is working hard right now lucas ohm matt wiltsey had something on on odriozola earlier today um we're co- we got you covered guys we got you covered Okay, without further ado, this is the Managing Madrid podcast with myself and Adam Digby. Let's go. to the Managing Madrid podcast. This is a Thursday edition, an emergency edition uh, of the Managing Madrid podcast because we're here to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, among other things. And to help me talk about the Sega is the great Adam Digby of in Sports, Juventus journalist, Italian football, um, and all that stuff. Adam does it. So, Adam, how are you doing? Welcome to the show.
3: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
2: I'm good. Last time we spoke, Adam, we were speaking right after Juventus were eliminated by Real Madrid like seconds after almost in heartbreaking yep. fashion. You, you came on the podcast, took it, took it like a champ. Um, you won a lot of Real Madrid fans who really appreciated you coming on and being so objective after the, a very controversial penalty. One of the things that stood out to me that you said that day was that Juventus don't have a game-changing, cold-blooded player like Ronaldo to take them over the hump. How funny is it that we're sitting here talking about this player potentially going to Juventus and to me, even just the, the thought of it was was not even on my radar.
3: No, me either. It, it, it sounds like the answer of a 12-year-old boy who plays too much computer games, doesn't it? Uh, we, we've, we've lost in the Champions League to the same team and the same player the last two years in a row. So we'll just sign him then. It's fine. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's a, it's an unbelievable story that that started out in tutusport in italy where we we've, we've had rumors in the past few years of signing messi with, with nike helping to pay for the deal signing neymar with nike helping to pay for the deal now it's signing ronaldo and ferrari are going to help sponsor his wages and and it's like, it, that can't be real. And then more and more, the, the, the story seems to be gaining traction and that the reliable people you normally turn to when these nonsense stories come out are all saying the same thing, that, that, that a deal is close and that it, it's actually happening. It's it's unbelievable, it really is.
2: Um, as is generally the case with Ronaldo, he goes through something like this every summer and everyone's like, okay, this is the finally the year that he might go. Um, and I, when you, when we first heard it yesterday, we all thought, "Oh, okay, here we go again. They'll just brush it off until it just goes away." But it started to become more real today. I guess. Um, what is it to you? Is it real to you, or is it something that'll just pass? Um,
3: I, it to me, it's gone beyond. The, it's just a rumor that got started and and then stuck around for a little bit. It's, it, to me now, it's either it's actually going to happen or it's the ultimate Cristiano Ronaldo bluffing till he gets a new contract from Real Madrid. It, it, it's it's like the Manchester United story from a couple of years back where he was going home to Old Trafford and then he suddenly signed a new contract. Was that 2016? Um
2: I mean, it's a blur it, to me
3: now. It, yeah. yeah, they all kind of merge into one, don't they? Yeah. It, but but that seemed to go a little bit longer and be a little bit more real than some of the others. Um, and and that seems to me where this is. I think the, for all the the positive vibes that you get around the story from the credible people reporting it, there's also little things like you've assigned um, Cancelo, the day before these rumours started, obviously he has George Mendes as his agent. Yeah. Um, so obviously they were talking to Mendes already, which if you're, if you're sceptical it's going to happen, you can paint that as, well, he's obviously agreed some kind of stay silent about these Ronaldo rumours for a few days until I get a new deal. Or it, 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 it's act, they've actually taken that opportunity to find out that he's available and they're going to actually sign Cristiano Ronaldo, which seems ridiculous to be honest
2: i have so many questions for you i'm trying to figure out where to start um as is always the case when with rumors like this there's a lot of um nonsense but also you have to kind of just weed out all the noise um and try to find out what the facts are um i guess once you scrape through like the i was a tutorial sport that released pictures of Ronaldo's potential new mansion that yeah you kind of just weed weed through that stuff weed through some of the rumors and and reports and stuff like that like one of the things we know for sure is that the Juventus CEO said that Mendes did offer Ronaldo to Juve but I guess Mm -hmm. I guess then the question is are Juve on the flip side have Juve made an offer and would they be interested I mean presumably the answer would be yes how can you not be interested but I guess one of the things that came out in the Gab Marcotti piece today for ESPN was that in this scenario he would take up about 40% of the wage bill, the payroll mm-hmm. and that that Juve may have to kind of do some financial gymnastics and offload some players and stuff like that. Is that part of it do you think that is difficult for them to to kind of figure out or I th-
3: I think it is I think when you I think the problem is when you start talking about these ridiculously high transfers like obviously like Ronaldo would be or like Mbappe and um, Neymar going to to PSG I think it's dead easy to to sit there and to get a piece of paper and write well Juve pay this much in wages and this is how much their top earner earns but if a player like Cristiano Ronaldo comes you just do it like and as we've seen with FFP as long as you're not like AC Milan, where they're owned by somebody in China that doesn't actually have any money. UEFA don't actually do anything because it's not actually going to bankrupt the club. The club is still going to be there. You're just going to have a lot less profit than you normally do because you're giving it all to Ronaldo. Um, And and that's the way with PSG. They threw out the the sponsorship deal of PSG. Wouldn't count that against the FFP regulations. But they didn't actually take any action against PSG. They've signed Neymar. They've signed Mbappe for... Ridiculous fees, and it, it doesn't matter because PSG have got that money. Juve are owned by a company who own Fiat, they own Ferrari, they own three quarters of Italy. Um, it, it, it really, it's not going to make that much difference. If, if it doesn't come off, yes, it will obviously be because the price is deemed too high. But until Juve turn around and say that the price is too high, it, it realistically, it just isn't. Yet, yes, 30 million euros net whatever that is, 68 million euros gross salary a year is ridiculous compared to Juve's wage budget, which that would be 40% of what they paid in wages to every player last year. But if you're going to get Cristiano Ronaldo, you just pay it, don't you? That's just how it is. So I think for all, yes, everything that Gab Marcotti wrote obviously makes perfect sense. The, The guy knows what he's talking about, but in deals like this, it really doesn't matter, does it? Like, you know yourself, when Real Madrid was struggling for money, they, they sold part of their training ground for millions and millions of euros to the, to the Spanish government. That, that kind of thing happens all the time. When, when the money needs to be there for these mega-rich clubs who actually have stable ownerships and have lots of money behind them, the money is there. It's just the rules kind of shouldn't allow you to spend it. But realistically, we all know that they do um so I, I i don't want to get too tied down in the in the money because i think when juve signed carlos tevez you would have said the wages from city will be far too high how can they afford it they afforded it uh, when when they were going to sign gonzalo higuain for 90 million euros it's like well juve's record transfer fee at that point was 35 million for buffon but they paid 90 million for higuain just no questions asked they just locked up at napoli and paid the money it it's too easy to get bogged down in the details when what actually matters is whether the, the men who run Juventus and the men who own Juventus are willing to actually spend that money because the rules kind of don't apply in these kind of situations. As sad as that is to admit, we know they just don't.
2: Well, I think when... So I, I agree with you when when you say... If Ronaldo was available, you just figure out how to, to get the money together and make make it, make the financials work because it's Ronaldo. And um, the reason you do that and you build around him and you you figure out the rest of the squad later and this wage structure is because of the reasons all the reasons you said after our post game show um, in the Champions League in the Champions League where he stepped up to that penalty as if it was just a training ground penalty and there was no one else around him. Um, when Uve players were chirping him, they were trying to rattle him mentally. It was the last second, last kick of a do or die moment, and Real Madrid were just getting outplayed, and it was not nothing was going our way. And and he just stepped up and did it, and he he's done this throughout his career. He has four Champions League titles, and I think those are the reasons why you just you just jump on if you can, and it's and it's Ronaldo. I guess, I guess this is the the counterpoint, Adam. Um, why Juve? Were there no other clubs interested? or And if not, why weren't they interested? Uh, I guess maybe one, maybe two more teams could have afforded him. And they have to ask themselves, I have to take on his contract until 2021. He's going to be 36. Is it worth it at this point in his career? That's the question that I think you would have to ask You know, if you're signing him.
3: Yeah, I think... I think from a Juve perspective, the, the difference that it would make on a, a global scale for Juventus to have Cristiano Ronaldo is, is as big a factor in it as the fact that if you get a 94th minute penalty when your team just got beat 3-0 at home and you're going out of the Champions League, right. he can put the ball down and you know it's going in. Right. Um, I, I think that the, the attraction that he would be from a, a financial standpoint, from a, an attention standpoint... And from the chance of winning the Champions League, I think all those things are as important as Ronaldo, the player. I think you're absolutely right about other clubs. And that would be my other um, question mark over the whole thing, whether it's Mendes trying to get him a new contract with you guys or could it be that he's just trying to prove that Ronaldo is available and then, then you're only haggling over price, aren't you? Then if PSG decide that they want him or Manchester United or Manchester City decide that they want him... Juve can't compete financially with those clubs. We we know that um, th- those clubs, any offer that Juve make, those clubs can can literally double it and it, it, it wouldn't be anything to, to Manchester City the same as it wouldn't be to, to PSG. Um, yeah. And I think the other, they probably have players that Real Madrid would want in exchange and be able to talk down the transfer fee a little bit, which then offsets the amount you're going to pay them in wages. I think that that would more than the fact that can juve afford it that would be my ultimate source of skepticism is once it becomes clear to the likes of psg manchester city and chelsea that that he is available how long are juve going to be the only uh, the, the only people in the room you know how long before a bigger offer to real madrid or a bigger offer to cristiano himself then makes juve and turin and serie a look a lot less attractive because the this prestige of the Premier League, the lure of the Premier League, it, that kind of trumps everything, doesn't it? A, especially for a, a guy as marketable as Ronaldo. Yes, he can sell shirts, he can sell well, he can sell whatever he wants, can he? He can do that anywhere. But
2: he, he sells a lot of underwear, up. in case yeah but, yeah,
3: but but he would get paid a lot more for doing so if he was playing for Manchester United than if he was playing for Juventus. That that that's just the reality of 21st century marketing. it. It just is, and it, it, it. Then that becomes my question: is how long before somebody else comes in and and gazumps his bid? So, it, I, because I can't see any, I, I don't see a world where Cristiano Ronaldo wakes up after Portugal have been knocked out of the Euros and says, "I want to leave Real Madrid and the only place I want to go is Juventus." I, I just, I, I don't see where that would come from. He's, he's never expressed it before in his career. He's not had a He's not really had an ex Juventus player or a, somebody who's left his former club and gone to Juventus and thrived that you could say he's close friends with. Um, I, I, yeah. I just don't see where it would come from, you know? And then, so then if a PSG or Manchester United comes in, then it, it's would you rather live in Paris or, or would you rather move to a country that you've never lived in before or would you rather go back to Manchester? It, it, I, yeah. I just don't see how Juve wins in that scenario.
2: Yeah, I think that part is curious to me um, because it came out of left field that it's Juve and it's, it's not. So I, I guess if, if we were to talk ourselves into answering the question why, I mean, one, you could say he's almost guaranteed the league title every year <laughs> um, and he can probably be that piece to take Juve over the hump. And potentially win the Champions League. I, I mean, whether he does or not, that's another question. But that, I guess that's what you may need to do. And he knows that he could help them do that. His, The way he's built now physically, I think he's suited for Serie A. Um, the way the internet has, has grown and connected us all, maybe it doesn't matter what market you're in. Um, if you're going to get new fans in Serie A, he probably already has a bunch of Premier League fans, La Liga fans. So maybe that's a new market for him to tap into. Um I have, I'd be curious to ask you, so because you propose a, a potential idea that if, if Real Madrid send them there, they get a player in return and that helps subsidize them, the transfer fee or whatever. That part is curious to me and I'm wondering, uh, do you think in some ways that might defeat the purpose? Because if the purpose is to put, if Ronaldo to give Juve the edge and put them over the hump with the squad they already have, let's say if you send Dybala back I, would that worry you?
3: Yeah, kind of. I think I don't. it's hard because every, you look at Juve and you look how carefully they've planned and how slowly they've built this team and how well they've worked to to get to where they are that losing players like Dybala or Pjanic or whoever like, it would obviously be a shame but then you look and you think, well, you'd be getting Ronaldo does it, does it really matter? Like I, I don't think it does. I think I, th- I think the, the the chance of getting a player to offset the the value would probably matter more to Madrid, and I I don't see how they would go for a, a Juve player over signing somebody like Mbappe or a Neymar from PSG that mm. that would open up new avenues for them. I I don't see any of Juve's players really yeah. doing it for Real Madrid, if you know what I mean. It, yeah. It's kind of Real Madrid, especially when it comes to attacking players. They only sign a certain caliber of player, don't they? And as good as Paulo Dybala is and could be, he's not yet. He's not, he's not set the World Cup on fire like Mbappe has. He's not the the global star already that that Neymar is. And and Real Madrid don't really kind of sign players on potential, do they? You know, as for forward players, they, they signed Gareth Bale when he was absolutely at the peak of his his popularity, as much as he was at the peak of his his footballing powers and yeah he's gone to Madrid and got even better but it, it, he was already a, a known commodity and I, I don't really think any of the Juve strikers fit that category for Real Madrid I think you'd, you'd be looking towards the, those PSG guys for the the next guy to come in after Cristiano I would have thought no
2: yeah no I think that's a fair point I think the the idea of Florentino being more intrigued with Mbappe or Neymar and if you ask me and most says I think they'd rather have Neymar or sorry Mbappe mm. They prefer Mbappe just because of the upside and the, the less baggage he carries with him off the field. And his dad and stuff mm-hmm. sounds like a... Neymar's dad just sounds like a nightmare to deal with. But uh, I think that's a fair point that Florentino would Im- eye someone like Mbappe more than he would um, someone like Debala. And um, the I guess if you want to free up money... Um, to 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 really go all in on someone like Mbappe, even though they publicly denied that they were interested, doesn't mean they they aren't interested internally and that they they won't try. Um, I think the hundred million would would help. Um, mm. Not only would free up money, would free up a roster space in in the starting lineup, and Mbappe can score goals, um, which is what you'll essentially be losing when you let go of Ronaldo. Yeah. Mm. Um, I know I gotta let you go, so. Um, when you, I guess, what is the what do you expect? Do you think when you wake up tomorrow or wake up one day next week, Ronaldo will be a Juventus player and everything will be surreal, or do you expect I, that not to happen?
3: I, I think that if it if and when it does happen, it will still surprise me, even after all these rumors. I it, it wouldn't surprise me if I wake up tomorrow to to see a tweet from Real Madrid that has extended his contract or, yeah, yeah. or that he, or that he'd signed for PSG. I think either of those I would be like yeah yeah I could. fine I'm not surprised mm-hmm. I think if if you wake up to a, a tweet from Juve to see him getting off the plane at Turin airport that absolutely leaves me stunned even now even if I can justify the ma- the finances you can see why Juve would be interested see why Cristiano might be interested it, it would still shock me if that actually comes to pass and obviously I'd be Overjoyed to see him playing for Juve, and I think it will make such a difference to the club and to to Serie A. But I, I'm still hugely skeptical that it's going to happen until until I see it's done. To be honest, it just it, it's unbelievable. Even even after spending all day talking about it.
2: Adam Digby, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for doing this. Um, I look forward to I guess seeing what the results of this whole transfer saga are. And um, I hope you you get some rest, my friend. Thank you so much.
3: (laughs) No problem. Thank you.
1: Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime.